Hey everyone, welcome back to Teenager Therapy. I'm Gael. I'm Thomas. I'm Isaac. I'm Kayla. And welcome back to another episode of Teenager Therapy, which is actually a very special episode because this Pride Month we're dedicating the entire month of June to a campaign that we made. Um, and the, the campaign that we're making is all about the exploitation of LGBTQ plus youth in online communities and how we could help facilitate better and safer online spaces together um and what that means is that we're basically going to be focusing on the issues that a lot of young queer people fall into you know such as grooming and sexual assault and dating apps um also known as gnas geosocial networking apps and for the rest of june we're going to be doing six episodes there's going to be the first episode which is this one is going to be the kickoff episode where we'll be talking about basically a summary of the issue and in the next five episodes, we're going to be interviewing celebrities, influencers. We're also going to have um, an episode with experts talking about the issue and therapists. We're going to have an episode with activists. And finally, we're going to have an episode talking to teenagers around the world who have also experienced these issues firsthand. And this is really important to us because I think this issue specifically is one that's not really talked about. Um, and it's one that's very, you know, it's tucked under the rug, but it's affecting a lot of people. Um, and we just think it's really important and we wanted to dedicate the entire month to just talking about this and spreading it to as many people as possible. And we hope that uh, to you listening, if you're queer and you're young, that this is something that you've probably experienced, but also I hope this campaign helps you. I think this is an issue that is so normalized and... It's not talked about enough, but I guess, like, it's pretty reasonable, um, which is why we are doing this campaign to bring more awareness to it. Um, and it's an issue that I think affects um, Gyal and I um, very deeply because we are part of the LGBTQ plus youth community. Um, so, yeah. So, to get into the issue, let's start off basically with ex- explaining what a GNA is. So, I think we kind of came up with the term because geosocial networking. Yeah, right. No, what that is like a that is the oh really formal okay. definition of I it. I was like, why doesn't it flow? I thought you were the one who created the term, and we just no, like went with it. No, <laughs> okay. a scientific term that I created. Not scientific. It's just like a, an abbreviation. GNAs is short for geosocial networking apps. That means an app that allows you to that uses your location to connect you with people around you um and one of the ways is like tinder right like tinder bumble it's a dating app that you go on it and it connects you with people around you in the area that are looking to date or make friends or connect and whatnot and the problem in the queer community is that because society as a whole is still very much still very much homophobic i guess and maybe not as accepting of queer relationships as they are of heterosexual relationships. So one of the ways that this affects queer youth is that queer youth don't necessarily have the same spaces to explore their sexuality, uh, the romantic interests, and really just get to know themselves in the same way like a straight person does, right? If, for example, if you are straight and you're in school and you're a teenager, you could find people to date easily. Like you just start talking to a girl, to a boy, and 
they're more likely than not going to be straight and like there might be something that could happen but if you're queer if you're gay lesbian pansexual the chances of that are so much lower because you don't know who's out maybe you're not out yourself uh maybe people around you aren't accepting and they could bully you they could like make fun of you and what that leads to is you never get the same chance to experience love and like ask someone out and go on a first date or have a crush because you know like it's just not possible there's not people around you you don't feel safe doing that and because of that a lot of queer people get desperate and they get they get just they they want to find someone they they long to find someone they could you know call their boyfriend or girlfriend and they they realize that the only way they're going to find someone like that is if they go on apps like Tinder, Bumble and Grinder. And I think one of the most problematic apps for gay boys specifically and just gay queer teenagers specifically is Grinder, um which is marketed as like a, a way to find people like you, but it's really just a hookup app. Like it's a it's a place you go when you're looking for sex and that's where you go. And the problem with it is that the people that are on that app are just not the people you really want to meet because the app kind of promotes being anonymous and being like un- undercover and like on the down low and it's very secretive so obviously when when you're going to that app you're going to find people that are a little bit weird that want to stay like undercover and anonymous and that's never a good sign right that's not a good thing when someone doesn't want to give you any information about themselves um and so what happens is a lot of teen boys go onto these apps and, you know, some as young as 13, 12 years old. Um, I've seen even people like as young as 11 years old say they've been on that app since then. And they go on there because they're looking to find friends. They're looking to find someone that will validate them. Um, we did a survey and we, we got a, around like 100 responses about why did you go on these apps? And the number one thing was validation. Like 78% of the teenagers that answered our survey said validation was the main reason for going on these apps. Um and so people are going to these apps for validation, which is upsetting because I guess maybe they just don't feel validated by anyone else. Like no one tells them that they're attractive or they're worthy of being loved, that, that, that you know, they like have a crush on them. And so they, I think that people are desperate for that validation, right? Yeah. I mean, it just would feel nice knowing that there are people who would find you desirable because you wouldn't know that otherwise in school there is probably what three gay guys um total um and like you're not interested in any of them and they're not interested in you and that's okay but you're never validated and you're just not liked i guess and not to mention when you're growing up or um especially for me i remember i was growing up and I always felt very inferior about um, like being gay. Um, being gay made me feel very inferior and it made me feel like there was a problem with me. Um, I would like just like beg and I would pray and like I, I just wish I was straight. So like I was normal. Um, and I guess because of that, I always felt uncomfortable in my own skin. Um, and yeah, I never really validated myself. And so people go on these apps feeling that way to get that validation. Yeah. And 
the, the deeper issue is that you go on these apps looking for validation. So that obviously means you're in a vulnerable state of mind. You're, you're desperate. And when you're desperate, you will do all sorts of things to obtain the thing you're looking for, the thing you're searching for. And what happens very frequently, and it's almost like the normal experience that people expect, is you're going to go onto these apps. You're going to be looking for validation. You're going to be desperate for that validation. And you'll be willing to do whatever it takes to get that. And that might sometimes mean hooking up with someone 20 years older than you, 15 years older, even like as old as like 50 while you're like 18 and stuff, and like 16. And that's a really big problem because people... The, the people that are on these apps are, there's a lot of predators. There's a lot of predatory behaviors on these apps. There's a lot of gay men that are like 20, 25, 30, 40, 50 that will message you. Even if you in your bio, a lot of people put like young high school boy, right? Like, like high school, which basically means you're still in high school. And you'll still get lots of people that are like 30, 40 years old messaging you like, hey, do you want to do something? Do you want to meet up? And even after you disclose your age and you're like, hey, I'm like 14, is that okay? I'm 15, is that okay? They'll be like, yeah, there's no problem. Where are you? I could pick you up. And there's men willing to pick a, a minor up and engage in sexual activity with them. And that's not really a problem. And it's really common. And it, it's dangerous because there's all these minors and no one's talking about this issue. No one's telling them like, don't do this, right? Or like, watch out for these dangers. And they go in there very naively. And they they, they think like, I want to do this, like, this is what I want, like, I'm just on here looking for this, and I think there tends to be an issue that the the person using the app, the, the minor using the app, doesn't see the problem with it, because it's become so normalized that they see it as, it's just a normal part of the community, like, I can't go anywhere else, so, like, that is just how it is, right? And I've seen TikToks, too, where it's, like, someone complaining about Grindr, and they're like, oh, someone criticizing and saying you shouldn't be on grinder when you're a minor and the comments are just felt like well you're not queer so you don't know what like that is it's just normal for us or like oh i've been on there since this and like it's just like whatever right like it's just traumatic but what can i do and also a lot of people take pride in like yeah. being able to hook up with like someone 20 years old like they flex about it they're like well yeah me after hooking up with someone's dad and they're like 15 and it's just it's sad. Yeah, it's it's, so it's, it's sad. really upsetting. And even when the comment section, um, like there's so many people who are like agreeing with them, and those who are like um, like saying it's wrong, everyone attacks them because they just wouldn't really understand mm -hmm. like how it is for them. But it's just very upsetting. I think maybe it's even just the defense response that you're like you know you experienced this trauma and you know you're it was painful and you regret it and so when someone criticizes you instead of admitting that like it does really hurt you and you regret it you try to maybe take it you know like i don't know give it power by being like i'm proud of it actually like, like this you're is in good. denial you don't want to you're in denial you went through this trauma exactly i think maybe for some people that's what it is is that they know like it was wrong and they regretted it but they can't take the criticism because it hurts to admit that that was wrong. And to, if they can't take it back, they might as well mm -hmm. be proud of it, I guess. And that's really sad and that's really upsetting. I um, mean, I think a part of it, too, is like most people on it are young. And so, yeah. you know, to have something that huge happen to you, like it can take a long time to fully process it mm -hmm. and realize what actually mm -hmm. happened. Like 
it can take months it could take a year you know so in the moment they might just be laughing it off joking about it but they don't fully recognize what happened because again like people are young you know how can you be yeah like 13 15 and fully process that you know you might have been groomed it's like such a difficult you know concept yeah exactly it is difficult especially when you're the one being groomed and grooming is one of the big issues of this is that a lot of young minors and a lot of young queer youth are being groomed but they don't realize it because maybe they don't necessarily know what grooming is and if you don't know what grooming is it's it's basically the action of a person older than you um talking to you trying to get something out of you you know like i guess sort of trying to gain your trust um so let's say you're 16 and there's a 40 year old talking to you they might act friendly they might um try to gain your trust um tell you they'll take care of you they'll be your friend your mentor and they'll use that bond and that relationship they have with you and the trust that you have with them they might try to make you feel cared for right a lot of people are looking for validation so they'll meet that need and they'll call you nice things and they'll say like you're amazing like um, you're really attractive and you'll start to be like, well, this person actually cares about me. Like, it's not like everyone else in my life. Like, they actually care about me. They understand me. And when that happens, you you gain, you start to trust them. And it's once you trust them that they'll proceed to engage in like a sexual act with you and use you for that. And even though they only are using you for sex and for your body and really you're just, they're just objectifying you. They try to make you think otherwise by telling you like, no, I really care about you when it's really, it's really not that. And it, it's a sad reality because it's hard in the moment to see you're being groomed because if you're alone, if you're desperate for validation and you have no one else to talk to, even an ounce of attention can be incredibly just addicting and it could be incredibly uh, magnetic of a force to resist, um, which is why this is such a common problem. Do you think, um, do you think this issue is hidden because it's like so normalized, or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a really big problem with um, LGBT, like the queer youth community. Um, they are okay with it. Like a lot of people, they think they're okay with it because they're young and they are desperate for validation. They're desperate for friends. They want to experience things that they wouldn't be able to experience, you know, in their own high schools or anything. And so a lot of them are okay with it. And a lot of them don't see the problem, which is why it's so hard to address it. I think a a big part of it is that it's become so normalized. Um, Like Thomas said, but also it's just normalized in media. Um, That, and it's just a hard thing to talk about because of, of its secretive nature. Um, right. You don't usually people are already have a hard time talking about sex and talking about sex publicly and their experiences. Now, imagine talking about sex and the fact that you were basically groomed and that you like had sex with someone a lot older. There's a lot of shame still in that. And people aren't mm-hmm. openly talking about them. You can't really blame them because it's hard to talk about that. And there's there's just like a problem in the media of normalizing uh, these kind of relationships. And even though they don't necessarily try to normalize them normalize them just showing them kind of does like one of the most popular like queer movies coming of age movies is call me by your name and that movie is idolized that it is like everything about that movie is romanticized and i just idolized it is like the the 
where what you want to experience, right? But in that movie, the main relationship is a predatory relationship. It's between like what a seventeen-year-old and like a twenty-six or something-year-old. I agree. I've <laughs> seen so much about that movie on TikTok everywhere, and you know, like those fan cam edits <laughs> and everything. And I tried to watch it. I couldn't watch all of it just because of basic the basic facts behind it. It is an old man with a young teenager. And that's it. Yeah. Like, there's no... It's hard to believe that there's love there because of the age gap. And, you know, that's completely normal to be skeptical of that. And especially because it's romanticized in that movie, it just... I couldn't watch it, personally. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think um, the media does play a really big role in it. Um, like, in every movie I've seen... Or not in every movie, but like when there's like co- uh, high school senior girls, they're dating college guys, and it's normalized. They're like, I feel like when you're dating someone much older than you, it's viewed as cool. It's like viewed as, oh yeah, I'm attainable. Like, or not people want me. Yeah, like yeah. I am desirable. I get, is what I meant. I um, I'm desirable. Even these mature, sophisticated college guys want me. And it's just, like, swept under the rug. Like, I mean, there's really no excuse for it. And no one really thinks there's a problem with it, for the most part. Yeah. It's not a flex that you are dating someone older than you. You are a victim. Significantly older. Significantly (laughs) older. Yes. You are a victim for that. Like, you do not need to be 18 dating someone that's 30. The fact you got with someone's dad is not a flex. That's weird. It's predatory. It's grooming. It's creepy. You shouldn't be doing that. And that's not really helping you. Um, A lot of people see it as a flex. And like Thomas said, which is so weird because I think also another thing about grooming is when you're, let's say, 16, 17, and you're approached by someone like 25, 26, you're at an age where it's kind of like you think you can consent to it. You're like, yes, like I wanted it. Like I was fine with it. I was fine with the age difference. I'm like pretty mature. I could handle it. And he was very respectful and nice. But when you think about you being 26, 27, would you date an 18 year old? Like when you see yourself, someone dating you, you think it's fine and normal. Like there's no problem. But to a lot of people, when you imagine yourself at that age dating someone that's 17, you're like, that'd be so weird. I would never do that. And that's when it really puts it into perspective what kind of pe- what kind of person you have to be to be dating a minor at that yeah. age. Exactly. I agree. And it's like, I know that there's a lot of um, teenagers, gay teenagers, who have a type for older guys. Um, I think both like sexually and romantically. I don't know if there's like a like a psychological. You know or... what? I was we're actually talking to an expert about that. Oh really? And he has a really interesting point of view. Okay, stay tuned. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'll listen to that later then. So yeah, that could also be a reason why. Like it's very likely. And when I was talking to the expert, because I was like, I think the reason young people have a thing for people older is because they don't feel like they can 
be comforted by someone their own age. Because if you think about it, queer youth are so like deprived of these experiences that a lot of queer youth aren't mature enough to handle relationships. They don't know themselves. And if they don't know themselves and who they are and who they authentically are, how can you expect them to be able to handle someone else and love them and, and stuff like that? And a large part of the reason that, you know, minors look for people older than them is because they see them as sort of a, a mentor and like a teacher and someone that is unapologetically themselves that could teach them how to like have sex and teach them how to love and how to be queer and how to be themselves. And they, they, they find comfort in that. Um, and one of the things is like sex. There's no sex education, right? There's no like true comprehensive sexual education for LGBTQ plus youth. And so what that leads to is you look for older men who are much more experienced than people your own age, who you expect will guide you through all these acts and will help you. And a lot of people find comfort in that. And so their preference is, I want someone older than me because no one my age understands me. And that's a whole nother issue. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these men, uh, they disguise themselves and they justify what they're doing because they call themselves oh i'm just mentoring them or i'm just their friend oh i'm just like showing them what to do i'm just helping them out um if they want to why can't i blah blah, blah. like i obviously you like it's it's a crime it's it's illegal um and we can't really do much about it but i think the purpose of this campaign is really to spread awareness of this problem and really get these um, teenagers to either stay off of these apps or use it safely. Yeah, I think this is such a systemic problem that there's no true way to fix it. Ideally, you'd want to, to tomorrow, there's a society that like is accepting of everyone and you could go in high school, like see who's gay, date them, and there's no judgment, but that can't happen and that's a slow progress. And I understand why teenagers are on these apps i understand because they have no other choice i mean if you're a teenager in a in a very conservative town that isn't a, a you know accepting of you being queer you're going to be desperate to find romance because you don't want to miss out and that's fair it's it's understandable that you want the same experiences as heterosexual people have right you want those same experiences and it's understandable that you'd go on apps like tinder bumble and grinder and even other parts of the internet to find people like you. And that's why I think what we're trying to do with this campaign is trying to say like, you know, we understand why you feel this way and why you feel like you have to go on these apps. And if you feel like that's your only choice and that's the only way you'll get to experience these things, then we want to at least show you how to stay safe. Mm -hmm. um, and we want to tell you like what to watch out for and the red flags and the consequences of what you're about to do. Because I think, I think for many people, deleting these apps isn't an option or not being on these apps isn't an option. So we have to be considerate of that and say, well, let us help you as well, right? Because not everyone has the luxury of living in a progressive town where you don't necessarily need these apps. For some people, this is their only resource. And that's a whole, a whole nother debate about internet and like the good and the bad that comes with it. Because the good things about these apps is that it allows queer youth to have a place to meet people that are like them the bad is that it opens them up to predatory behavior and groomers and stuff like that yeah um 
And I think it's like very important that we make it clear that we aren't encouraging using like the usage of these apps. But um, if you are going to use it, you need to use it safely. I don't think our words alone or the information we're going to share or the expertise um, we're going to you know be provided with um, is going to stop these teenagers from going off on this app. So, yeah, we're just being considerate of them, too. Um, but, you know, obviously that ideal situation is to hold these groomers and predators accountable and make, um, you know, have these teenagers stay off the app. Yeah, that'd be ideal. But mm -hmm. that's not the world we live in, sadly. Um, and so I guess I, I if you've been on these apps, we want to let you know what it's like because i think the one we're specifically going to focus on that we that we have been focusing on is grinder because that's kind of like the main app for queer youth um and i we want to talk about our experiences as a queer as a gay male right unfortunately in this episode we don't have the experiences of like any like uh transgender uh teenagers or lesbian teenagers but that will be coming in the next few episodes and you get to see a lot of different viewpoints on how other people handle romance and dating and stuff like that. And so in my experience is that I've, I've used Grindr before and I've been on those apps. And part of that is why I've been able to like see this issue firsthand and why I know it's so bad. And the way I see it and in my point of view, I've, I always saw those apps as kind of like, I don't know, I always felt like it's not something I necessarily need because I've never really been desperate for validation or I've never been so like insecure with myself that like I felt the need to be go out and search for these things. And for me, the reason I use these apps is because um, I wanted to experience the same things as like straight people do, which is having like a few relationships and finding a lot of different people that like you might be able to be a match with and like having a casual relationship breaking up and then maybe getting into another one because i think that's really valuable in my experience i think it's your teenage years are an incredible phase of your life where you're able to experiment and find what you enjoy what you don't enjoy and learn a lot about yourself right and you don't need to be in a relationship but um i think some people enjoy it and if they they feel like they they're able to handle it and they're able to put in the work then it's something that you can participate in. And I, I wanted that. Um, and for me, I felt like my only option was to go on an app like Grindr and, or Tinder and Bumble and try to find people my own age. And I'll make it clear that when I went on these apps, I specifically chose to only talk to people my age because I, I mean, I was very well aware of the fact that I'm not going to date someone older than me. Um, I'm not going to be dating a 26-year-old, so I didn't want to talk to them. I didn't want to talk to anyone younger than me. I really went on the app to like find friends and find people like me and people that are part of my community that could understand my struggles and also maybe find a partner. Um, and I am a believer that it is possible to use these apps and not have any traumatic experiences. But that's only going to happen if you're responsible with how you use these apps. And when you're on these apps, you shouldn't meet up with people that insist on staying anonymous, that don't want to show their face, that they don't want to give you any personal information like their Instagram, their Twitter, like 
phone number, anything about them, even names sometimes that they don't want to tell you their age. Um, don't meet up with people that are like just pressuring you for sex. Like, hey, can you send something? Can you send nudes? Do you want to meet up? Do you want to meet up? Don't meet up with those types of people. Don't meet up with people older than you. That is a, a probably could that alone can save you so much trauma in itself is don't meet up with people older than you. Um, it's just not really worth it, right? Um, and I guess I'd say another thing to watch out for um, is, is yeah, only meet up with people your own age. If you're able to go on these apps and you can meet up with people that are like the same age as you that and you could get to know them first and, you know, become friends, talk to them for a couple of days. They're not pressuring you. They're respecting your boundaries and they're respectful and they're nice. Then, you know, you could talk to them like maybe on Instagram, on Snapchat. And if you feel safe with them, you could start talking to them and may, maybe eventually meet up. And it doesn't mean it has to be for sex. It could be just as a friend, as a hangout. And then maybe it turns into something else. You never know. But also, if you do meet up with someone, tell like a friend where you're going, right? Or tell a parent or someone that you're going to be there. And, you know, if something happens, like, please do this. And... I did all of that and I always made sure to be pretty safe and not talk to any weird people. And I did meet people on that app. Um, I met also like people that I now consider friends on that app that were my own age. Um, And I think all that shows is that it is possible to use these communities as a way to find people. And there's actually, there's actually been a study done that like most teenagers that are going on these apps are going on there to find friends. Um, that's like the main reason for a lot of people is they want to find friends. Um, but it's also easy to get stuck up on the validation and everybody messaging you and wanting to like hook up and stuff that you kind of get a rush and you feel wanted and validated and desirable. So you do do it, but then you regret it. Um, but yeah, that was my experience. Yeah. Um, I feel like you don't need to, like if, if you're like Gael and you do um, need to, or you do want that um, experience of getting into relationships and meeting other people your own age and in your own community. I know this is not the best um, alternative, but it's a safer alternative, and that would be Yubo. Because um, Yubo is for, like, teenagers. Because um, if you are going to go on the app and your only intent is to meet with people your own age, just use you just use Yuvo so you don't like expose yourself to all the many predators and everything um on grinder yeah right like yeah i agree with you because yeah. there's definitely a stigma when it comes to Yuvo. people see this like oh only desperate people go there like you know pe- weird people are on there they just like on there to like hook up and that's true for every, every app there's weird desperate like insecure people on every app but there's also a lot of good and that's what i said like there's a good and a bad side to everything on the internet and yubo is one of those things where if you use it right it can be a very good resource and it sucks that i know yubo has a very bad connotation um people see it as like cringe to have it it's weird like only weird people go on it but no it's very much a good resource for people who don't have access to other things it's a little bit annoying that it's usually the heterosexual people, the straight people that are like, oh, who the fuck uses Yubo? Because, I mean, I can't really blame them because I don't expect them to understand the issues and the struggles of seeing everyone in a relationship and knowing there's no one else like you, right? That is a really heavy 
weight on a lot of teenagers and yubo is a great like resource for that and not only yubo but discord too um discord's also a really good uh place to find a sense of community and find people like you um so those are just some ways like some places where you can find people like you and we have our own discord too if you want to go on a teenager therapy podcast.com and then click on the discord sign yeah um but yeah, like just use these platforms and apps, websites, whatever that are meant for people your age. Um, I highly discourage um, anyone from having to download um, Grinder or Tinder or anything that is meant for people um, 18 years of age or older. Just because even if you do, even if you are safe and even if like you're taking all the precautions necessary and you think you're mature enough it's still dangerous and i feel like you should you're you're much better off using apps like yugo and stuff so yeah. yeah i mean like you said everything's dangerous right going on discord is dangerous going on yugo is dangerous going on instagram even could be dangerous so something to keep in mind that it's not about whether an app is dangerous or not because everything is but it's about how you could use it responsibly and how you can keep yourself safe I think if anything, it's important we highlight um, the things you can do to be safe rather than the dangers that are around you. Because I think when you say danger, you sort of like scare people away or make them even more curious to see like, well, what kind of danger is there? I want to see it. But when you say like, just stay safe, it's like, I don't know. To me, it's a little bit more positive, a little bit more hopeful that like, stay safe, right? Just stay safe. Um, And that to me sticks a little bit more. Yeah. It's just like, also keep in mind that it is illegal what like these options are illegal the other one is not le- it is legal so just keep that in mind i like i don't know i feel like girl and i always have um, conflicting viewpoints when, when it came to this because i really didn't want to promote any usage of grinder or anything because it's mm-hmm. illegal and i'm not saying that i didn't use it but i'm just saying that like I highly regret using it and um it's just like I just feel like there's so many better options and legal options. Um yeah, that's a yeah, Thomas and I like talk about this a lot. Uh cuz we have different opinions and they're both, you know, good opinions, but I'm a believer that abstinence just doesn't work. Telling someone don't do something just doesn't work and there's also research that shows it doesn't work and there's also psychology behind why it doesn't work and i've always been like i think you can use these apps you could use it responsibly just like anything you could use it responsibly um and if you know how to use it if you're safe with it there could be no harm and i'm i'm also a big believer in harm reduction and like approaching everything by like trying to reduce the harm instead of just completely not experiencing it because it's hard as a person to not ever do something in your life. Mm-hmm. Like if I tell you never, absolutely never fucking like drink or smoke weed or do this, it's like really like never in my life I could experience that. It usually doesn't work. It's better if you're like, well, if you're gonna, here's how to stay safe, right? Um, so I'm curious, what do you guys think? Are Because Thomas also has a fair viewpoint that like it's better to just not use it at all. Okay, well, obviously it's better to not use it at all, but I know that that's too idealistic Mm. and i'm also being realistic and so i am embracing safe usage of these apps but i'm also just reminding everyone that it is illegal to use 
and you know um mm. don't violate the rules like i did because i mean it's just it's not worth it like at all and yeah yeah it's also annoying because a lot of these apps don't have any age verification and thomas has this like illegal which technically is if you want to look at it legally um and it's unfortunate that these apps don't have any sort of age verification like if you go on the app right now you could put in a random email a password the only verification is one of those things where it's like uh tap all the images that say that have a traffic light and it just has you do that you verify your phone number and you could use the app you get banned you could just use another random email like put random letters at gmail.com and it lets you in so there's no sort of age verification do you think they should put like like an ID checker. Or yeah, something. I was literally gonna say it. yes. I, I know a lot of like apps do that, but for something important as that, like literally crimes are being committed. Yeah, like old men are just like being predators towards little kids. That's just messed up. I honestly think that these um companies and apps they don't address the issue because they're still contributing to like mm-hmm. the usage of the app. Yeah. So like, yeah, they profit off of them. Like, they're aware of these problems happening. These apps aren't like, oh, really? This is happening? They know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that, like, the app stores just still keep them up. It should be, like, a big movement to just require big regulation. Yeah, there really should be. And that's a big problem that, like, people want more regulation on these apps. And, like, you know, if you're 18, like, make it clear that you need to be 18 for these apps. And there's just a whole, that's a whole nother, like, discussion uh, on age verification the legalities of it like what a company has the rights to do and not do so mm-hmm. at the end of the day it really just makes like grinder and stuff like a shitty company for knowing what's happening and then choosing profit over the safety of its users um, and children really mm-hmm. which is unfortunate um thomas how you mentioned like ubo and grinder you're comparing the two and then Kyle, you're just like well it's all dangerous i do agree that they are dangerous but i think some are more dangerous than others so i would agree with thomas you know use ubo instead of grinder um just because it is safer of course you know they're both dangerous but one is more safe yeah and i know that you know using these apps is pretty inevitable which is understandable i completely understand why but just take the proper precautions um and I don't know, hopefully when you are older, specifically to youth, you know, when you're older, you won't need to rely on those apps and you can, you know, get away from your house, your town, wherever you're stuck in that toxic environment. Um, So hopefully those apps are just a placeholder for now and then you'll mm-hmm. experience it in real life. Yeah, using an app that is made for teenagers is obviously yeah. better than using an app made for adults. So use the teenager one if you can. Mm-hmm. And on Grinder, I feel like already there's a power dynamic just in getting the app because most of the users from what I'm hearing are like old. And so when you're young, you're, you're obviously going to be influenced to please them. You know, you're going to say, yes, I I'm consenting, but you're only saying that because it's an older person you feel you might feel intimidated to say yes or you just want to validate them and so you're not really saying yes for yourself you're saying yes for the other person you know mm-hmm. um i feel like the difference in using those apps is that you feel a lot more obligated to like exactly. give somebody something on like grinder 
versus Yubo. Like, exactly. for Yubo, it's like, it's, oh, it's just like teenagers. Yeah, whatever. it's like somebody my age. Like, yeah. I don't care. If exactly. I say no. But then you go on Grinder and then. There's that power yeah, exactly. dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. I say we remove the stigma from Yubo. Like, I know you think it's cringe, but it's really helpful for people. And shaming people for using Yubo, calling them desperate, calling all this is really, really bad because there's some people who this is their only option. And it's just so if I think if if you were aware that like some people are meeting up with adults because they're like they don't have anyone their own age, you definitely would not be saying that. So there's nothing wrong with using Yubo. You don't have to if you don't want to. If you don't like it, that's fine. But don't shame others who that's their only resource for finding people like them. Exactly. Um, and like once you do shame them, then they might move on to another app that's like worse and they're not going to tell anybody. And so then it just becomes a risk because they're just having, there. you know, conversations yeah. with, you know, some random person and they're not going to tell you because now they don't feel safe. Exactly. And so they don't have anybody to like protect them. Protect queer youth. Exactly. That is the goal. Protect queer youth. Anyways, that... And also, do I do want to say that this episode is presented by Breathwork. And like I said earlier, Breathwork is an app that allows you to control your breathing and it guides you through breathing exercises to help you calm your anxiety, help you be more focused, and help you be more aware too. Um, I have used Breathwork before and it's really helpful. I really like like breathing and such. And I've seen a lot of research around it about why breathing is like powerful and why it's such a good thing. Hopefully you could use the app. You could go on the app, try a breath work and try, you know, taking a breath, you know, taking a breather and hopefully it helps calm your anxiety because it, it definitely helped me. So thank you again, Breathwork, for uh, sponsoring this episode. But I think that's it. Um, that's it for this episode. We just wanted to talk about the issue, give you like some information about what it is, who it's affecting and uh, why it's such a problem. And uh, we're so excited for this campaign. We're going to have a lot of uh, really cool things on our Instagram, making a lot of, you know, flyers with more info and infographics. So go to at Teenager Therapy on Instagram to see all of that and at Teenager Therapy on TikTok to see our clips. Um, at Teenager Therapy on Twitter to see the tweets that we're making about this and support us and uh, I don't know. Reshare our stuff. Reshare it. Mm -hmm. Reshare it. Get the word out. Like this is the one thing we really do need your help on is to just share everything that we post this month because it could reach someone that really needs to hear it. Um, and if you're going through this, if you're on Grinder, if you're talking to older men, I just ask you to stay safe and please like realize that you're worth so much more than that. Your, your desirability, you know, people wanting, wanting your body in a sexual way doesn't determine your worth. Either some an older man wanting you or someone not wanting you doesn't mean you're less valuable than others or less desirable. Uh, so please don't believe that. And yeah, your body isn't the only good thing about you. Um, and hooking up with adults is also not part of the gay experience. That's not true. Anyone that tells you is just a normal part of our community. That's not true. Um, it shouldn't be. And it isn't. Not a flex. Not, it's not a, a flex. flex. So just stay safe. Please only meet with people your own age. Um, and stay safe on these apps. And we don't, we don't want you to get hurt. And if you've already experienced this and you feel like you have a lot of trauma and that you just feel hopeless as to how you can move forward, just know that your trauma doesn't define you. It is possible to move forward. And it doesn't 
um, define who you are as a person and who you can be. You can recover and uh, it shouldn't be holding you back. And hopefully our talks with experts in the upcoming episodes will allow you to gain some insight as to how to move forward with all this, even after experiencing stuff like sexual assault or grooming and other predatory behavior. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening. Any yeah, words? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Stay tuned for the rest of the campaign. I think it's going to be really helpful. And reshare, repost, comment, like, everything to support us means so much. So thank you for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode of this campaign. Bye. Bye. Bye.